0: Aside from a house or a car specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own?
1: Wendy? A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Mm. Name something that's better than being rich. Poor. Besides a bird, something in a birdcage.
2: Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow.
1: Something Russia's famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see When he breaks into a house Rob Knock your grandma reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day Because it's raining Name something you might buy That could turn out to be phony A yeah, horse Name a time that most people get up In the morning A time most people go to bed At night this is The 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin.
2: All right, here we have it. We are going to the Bucs postseason. And all I want to know from you, Kyle, are who are the Bucks' seven leading postseason scorers who are no longer active. Oh, all right. Sit that figure to throw you off a little bit with that. Yeah. Okay, I think I can do this. So top seven scores in Bucks postseason history for players who are not active. I is writing down his answers as he tries to I'm knock trying, out... Okay, so seven. here we go. Kareem. Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, Lou Alcindor. So, 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 yes, yes. 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 Both, of combined. <laughs> both of them combined. Yeah, no. I would go Kareem primarily, but... Are uh, they separate?
0: Are they two different no, people? Okay. They are one
2: man, and okay. it is number one on the list.
0: All right. And then another one on that list has to be Sidney Moncrief. He has to be on that list. Sidney
2: Moncrief is number two on that list. Moncrief actually played 31 more postseason games and still did not score as many points as the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So how many points are we at for averaging? Um, for averaging, we're under 20, but we're uh, we're up there for so Moncrief. Moncrief uh,
0: was at what? He was number two in that what? At
2: 1,450. But by the way, Kareem was averaging over 30, Ooh. and Sidney was under 20. Jeez, so that's he's big, number two? So that's how big a difference, but it's oh. total points.
0: So Chris Middleton... Hypothetically, as if we added active total, players... Total
2: points. Yeah, total points. We're not talking to average oh, per Oh, we're game. talking, we're total, talking total, point. total points. Oh! Whoa! Okay. Well, Kareem that- won, Moncrief two. Okay.
0: So another person that played a lot of playoff basketball for the Bucks, I believe, was Marcus Johnson?
2: Marcus Johnson. Did he play enough postseason games? You know, Kareem played 57 games. Marcus Johnson played 54 games. That is enough to put him at number four on the list. Okay. Marcus Johnson, well done.
0: Okay, so Kareem played
2: how many? 57.
0: In the whole time he played Oh, wait, with...
2: Marcus Johnson, I'm sorry, he was number three on the list. Okay, so I got the top three. You got the top three in order. Okay, all right, all right, okay, okay. Okay, so we got the top three. A drop three. off from 1,400 points to 1,163 points Jeez. from Moncrief to uh, Marcus Johnson.
0: So here's my, here's my thing. I don't think he... Uh, he was a good basketball player, but I'm not sure... I don't know how many years he played with the Bucs. I'm not sure, you know, what his points would be. But a person I'm just going to put out there just because of the fact that he was right there with Kareem. And he had, so he, I mean, he played at least five or six seasons with the Bucs. So my assumption is, is Oscar Robertson on this list?
2: Oscar Robertson played 47 postseason games with the Bucs, scored 751 points, which is good for number eight oh, on the no, list. no, no. Twelve points away from being oh, on the list.
0: Hot diggity dog! Are you using dog. your July uh,
2: no, Mulligan? No, it's
0: kind of it's kind of early in this list. I feel like I may, I, regardless if I use it or not, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna miss some people only because the Bucks have been. Oh, gosh, I wonder who would be on this list that's not active.
2: All right, let's open it up. 990 ESPN. It's eight hundred nine nine zero. 3776. We're looking for the seven all-time leading playoff scorers in Bucks history of inactive players. Inactive players top 7 all-time Bucks leading postseason scores. Very very interesting uh, list to check out. You can call now 800-990-3776. That's 800-990 ESPN looking for the top seven scorers postseason in Bucks history. Not active players. Kareem number one. Sidney Moncrief number two. Marcus Johnson number three. Oscar Robertson guessed incorrect at number eight. So that's what we're trying to fill in answers four through seven in our seven at. Chris Paul has called this game must win for the Phoenix Suns and called this the most important game of the season for the Suns. You're talking about a guy who is as competitive as any player in this league who has wanted to be in an NBA Finals since the beginning, who is going to be very focused and have his young team who really follows him and their great head coach, uh, Monty Williams, very focused for this game. So if you think today is oh the Bucks are home now, the Suns know they're up two to nothing. They're not going to be really that focused. That is not what we're going to get today. But we are going to get a quite a game tonight at Pfizer Forum. Let's talk to Chris, who's a welder. You're on Sunday Karma morning, Chris. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent, Chris. Uh, who do you have for us? Well, I heard the first three: um, Luau Cinder. Uh, Cindy Moncrief and Marcus Johnson. I'm taking Bob Lanier. Bob Lanier in his 45 games, 680 points in the postseason. That is good for number nine on our list. Ah. does not <laughs> crack the seven at 11. Thanks for the call, Chris. Let's go to Bob, psychologist. You're on Sunday, Karma. Morning, Bob.
1: Good morning. Um, How about Bob Dandridge?
2: Bob Dandridge played 60 postseason games and in those games scored 1,126 points. That is good for number four on the list. Well done, Bob. Do you have another?
1: Uh, Let's go with Junior Bridgman.
2: Junior Bridgman, uh, incredible player, 49 postseason games, 650 points. That is good for number 10 on the list for Junior Bridgman. Not good enough to make our 7 at 11, but well done, Bob. Let's go to Doug, high school basketball coach. You're on Sunday Karma, or baseball coach. Is this basketball or baseball? Doug? It's uh. Basketball. Oh, okay. basketball okay okay because if you were a baseball coach i was going to try to find out if christian yelich should have been called out last night but i won't ask you to uh tell us that i will ask you for who you have do you have uh, any of the three remaining players in our seven at 11
1: I, I said bob dandridge whoever i talked to
2: on the phone yeah dandridge um, was already guessed before you dandridge was correct at number four do you have another for us yeah uh,
1: what about um
2: Mm, try it one more time. Your phone connection's not the best. Brian Winters. Oh, Brian Winter's uh, forty-one postseason games, six hundred thirty-seven points, good for number eleven on our seven at eleven. It is not the eleven at eleven. We'll continue to take your calls. So we have we got one through four, and we got eight through eleven. We're just missing five through seven. Kareem, Sidney Moncrief, Marcus Chantrell. Marcus Johnson, Bob Dandridge, guessed correctly, guessed incorrectly, Oscar Robertson, Bob Lanier, Junior Brid- Bridgman, and Brian Winters. We are looking for Bucks players who are no longer active, who have the most postseason points in team history. Three slots remain, 800-990-ESPN, 800-990-3776, Your calls as we continue at Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin.
1: You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. You know what year this was made? Uh,
2: yeah, I know. I remember when the song came out, nineteen seventy-five. What about uh fame? Uh-huh. You know what year that came out? The, the before this we listed fame by David Bowie? Um Yeah, yeah, 1975. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What a good remember. year.
2: Yeah, I just remember that. You remember that? Yeah, so Giannis second on the list. If there was active players, Chris Middleton would then have been fourth. So it would have gone Kareem, Giannis, Sidney Moncrief, Chris Middleton, but we've made it clear this is active players ineligible. We got Kareem, one, Moncrief, two, Marcus Johnson, three, Bob Dandrich four. We're going active players ineligible. So only inactive players guessed incorrect. Oscar Robertson, Bob Lanier, Junior Bridgman, and Brian Winters. I don't think we've ever had better wrong guesses in the history of the show. We've been doing this for 15 years. <laughs> Our wrong guesses have been 8 by you and then 9, 10, and 11. So only three choices remain. Bucks leading postseason scores as the Bucks get ready to win game three tonight by surf form against the Suns. It will be a battle. Let's go to Chris, who sells cars. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Chris. Good morning. Who do you have for us? Uh, my first guess is Michael Red. Michael Red, who we know could score in bunches. Michael Red just did not get to the postseason enough during those years to crack this list. Thanks for the call, Chris. Let's go to Lucas, who's also in sales. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Lucas. Good morning. So uh, another
0: big scorer, but I think made the playoffs a little bit more.
2: Let's go Ray Allen. Ray Allen did make the playoffs a little bit more. Played 26 playoff games with the Milwaukee Bucks. averaged well over 20 in those games. 629 points. Good for number yeah. 12 on the list. Uh, oh, doesn't make it. Uh, thanks for the call. Let's go to Andy, who is a uh, shepherd, I believe, uh, according to this. Uh, you're on uh, Sunday Carmel. Morning, Andy. Good morning. How you doing? Good, good, good. Um, who do you have for us? Terry Cummings. Terry Cummings. Terry Cummings, a big-time scorer, big-time singer, very versatile, could do it all, 44 games, 983 points, good for number five on the list. Well done. Andy, do you have another?
1: Paul Tressy.
2: Paul Pressey staying along the same lines. Pressy played a lot more games with the Bucks in the postseason. 24, in fact, and he had 835 points in his 68 games. Good for number six on the list. Do you want to try to finish out this list, Andy? Let's do it. Who do you have? Big Dog. Big Dog, Glenn Robinson, played 26 postseason games, Average close to 20 in those 489 points. Good for number 15 on the list. Thanks for the call. Let's go to oh let's yep let's not go there let's go to joe who's a chemical operator you're on sunday car oh i wanted to find out from andy what he shepherded did he He had told you he was a shepherd
0: he's not a real shepherd he he was he was something else he was Oh,
2: uh, okay okay i didn't want to say yeah all right that's cool well I, I don't meet i don't know that many shepherds and i want to always diversify my my group of who i know so it would be nice to get to know a shepherd a little bit better joe good morning how are you Go
1: Bucks, good morning.
2: Go Bucks, exactly. Uh, we only have one player remaining on our list. Uh, do you know who that is?
1: Well, I'll give it a try. The last guy took two of my choices. I'm going to try and guess Ricky Pierce.
2: Ricky Pierce actually played 51 playoff games with the Milwaukee Bucks. Scored 763 points, which is 12 more than Oscar Robertson, which is number seven on the list. Well done, Joe. Uh, well right. done. Where are you calling from, Joe?
1: Um, Kenosha.
2: Kenosha, we're going to get you a 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee t shirt. And as you open the call with, and Kyle will give you his tickets to, no? No, Kyle.
0: He can't. Kyle. I, they've already been transferred. No, so game I,
2: four. What about game four? Yeah. You and you and uh, Joe no. instead of your brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. My brother would kill me and Joe.
2: Maybe <laughs> Joe goes with your brother to game four. Uh. No, uh, Kyle. That t shirt
0: is well worth more uh, than uh, the okay. finals to get.
2: Okay. Sorry, Joe. Here's, uh, we'll give you to Kyle. Thanks for calling and congratulations in knocking out our seventh at 11. So our list is Kareem, Sidney Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, uh, Dan, Bob Dandridge, Terry Cummings, Paul Pressy, Ricky Pierce are your top seven. Also, uh, you guys did an incredible job knocking out number 8 through 12, which was Oscar Robertson, Bob Lanier, Junior Bridgman, Brian Winters, Ray Allen. Interestingly, the two uh, in the gap there that were not named at 13 and 14 before Big Dog at 15, John McLaughlin and Sam Cassell. John McLaughlin and Sam Cassell. And uh, Giannis and Chris are just skyrocketing up that list up to number 2, and four, respectively, on that list. So uh, Giannis now number two, and Chris Middleton number four, all-time leading postseason scores for the Milwaukee Bucks. Makes you kind of think, who is, I mean, is there a most important player on the Bucks? Is there one player? Because if you say, okay, it's Giannis, right? The, as goes Giannis, so goes the team. I don't know that you could say that, right, coming off of game two because I don't know what more Giannis could have done outside of make a few more free throws in game two. So I think you have to really look at this Bucks team and say you need at least two out of three. I think that's the fair way to look at it. And what we found in game two is where I think Drew Holiday played really well and had a, he. you know, if you look at his plus minus on the court, he just didn't shoot well. So I think practically you need two out of three Of Giannis, Chris, and Drew to score well if you're going to win. The X factor, and I I have to say, I'm this deep in the playoffs. I'm this deep into multiple years of the playoffs. And I don't know where Brooke Lopez fits in. I don't know... You know, if if you can win with Brooke Lopez off the court, if you need him on the court, I don't know if Brooke Lopez needs to be part of the offense. I don't know if Brooke Lopez's bigger impact is on the defensive end than the offensive end. I and mean, Kyle, do you have the answer? Like, is, where does Brooke, or is Brooke Lopez an X factor or is he someone you need to count on? That's what I haven't figured out because Brooke Lopez can go from 33 points in a game to... 25 minutes in a game.
0: Well, here's the thing: is that yes, Brook Lopez had some deficiencies in Game One when it came to defensively because of the fact that they had him just they were just picking on him. But again, it seemed like in Game Two the Bucks did a better job of kind of not having Brook Lopez kind of on an island, having to guard Devin Booker or Chris Paul, but. To me, offensively, Brook Lopez can be an X-factor and a dominant player in the post. Well, they
2: that's just, what I'm saying. Is he like an X-factor, or is he like th- a core part of what they need to play through and use him? Brook Lopez
0: needs to take 12 shots. Twelve. If he takes 12 shots, he's going to make seven of those, and he's also going to get fouled. Brook Lopez can dominate in the paint. DeAndre Aiden cannot stop Brook Lopez. DeAndre Ayton can't stop Giannis. We just need to feed it to Brook down low and let Brook do what he used to do, as Ted Davis calls him, Brooklyn Brook.
2: So you're saying— not, not. Uh, oh, we need to use Brooke to spread the court and get uh, Aiden out of the paint. You're saying...
0: Dominate Aiden in the paint. Get him get, in the paint. Get him in the paint because Aiden, what's going to happen is, is Aiden, they could try to do it one-on-one. DeAndre Aiden cannot hold him one-on-one, and he Brooke will eat. Brooke will eat on DeAndre Aiden. So for his deficiencies that we find on the off defensive end... When it comes to them setting those, picking those screens, and him coming up having to defend people, they, again they did better. I feel he like in game two. He only played
2: twenty three minutes in game one because of that defensive side. He, he didn't was, play at all
0: in like the fourth quarter and late in the third. Set.
2: He was seven of fourteen. From the field, and he, and he offensively in game yeah. one, he was doing
0: what? Well, and he hit what three threes or two threes? Yep, three threes. So I, I I like what Brooke can bring offensively, and I feel like in game two, I don't know. Again, I felt like the Bucks maybe have solved that problem not completely, but they found a way to make it not as him being a sore uh, piece on that on the defensive end, and then also having Giannis play a five was a good idea too. So
2: yeah, and by the way, in those twenty three minutes, the Bucks lost by seventeen points. You what know, about in, in game 1? What about
0: game 2? What was so, it? So,
2: and by the way, Bobby Portis in his 14 minutes, the Bucks were minus 10. And that's that's the thing, you know, about, you know, about trying to defend that pick and roll and trying to defend, you know, in general, the uh the Phoenix Suns in game 2, Bobby Portis only played 5 minutes and the Bucks were minus 5 in those minutes. And uh, Brook Lopez was only minus one, so he was basically even in his twenty-eight minutes in Game but,
0: Two. Okay, so this is this may be you know this may be the fan in me. Diakite, can he give you any minutes? on the court with his length and athletic ability, no. he can't so he no. so so no, he can give you nothing. No. nothing at all. The
2: Nassis might be able to give you well, a few minutes. Yes, the
0: Nas- and that's what I am gonna say. The Nassis I expect him to get some type of tick tonight. Yeah. But I, I'm just thinking of somebody who has the ability, who has the length and athletic ability. Maybe when they switch, he can maybe do something defensively. And he I mean, it seems like he has a bright future. So I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ways that we can solve this because Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez at the end of the day, they just they cannot cover Chris Paul or Devin
2: Booker no, but I, I mean I, I actually think Brooke Lopez does does a pretty good job on it. You know, for a, for a big man of his size. But they be cooking him. They just they they eat. it's
0: like once they see him on him, they feel like their shots going to go in. They feel like they have a 40% more chance. I just threw a random number out there. Yeah.
2: They feel like they have a 40% more chance of scoring on Brooke Lopez. I know you're saying that, but in game 1 again, uh Chris Paul was cooking but Devin Booker was 8 of 21. It's not like Devin Booker.
0: But Devin scored on Brook too, I feel like.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying he was 1 of 8 from 3, he was 8 of 21. It was getting to the foul line that that Devin Booker, you know, if Devin Booker didn't go 10 for 10 from the line in game 1, that's a very different game. I mean, Devin Booker was getting to the line, and then he tried some of those same kind of, I'm not calling them flops, but attempts to draw fouls oh. in game two, and they didn't send him to the line right away. And
0: are, and are we going to call a foul on DeAndre Aiden Are, are we just going to let DeAndre Ayton grab and say on when he's mic'd up saying, yo, man, I was I was working down there. Yeah, you're working and you're grabbing. That's illegal. Are they are, are they just going to let DeAndre Ayton grab... Brooke, grab Giannis, do whatever he has to do in order to uh, defend against these bigger bodies.
2: 3,000 game one, 4,000 game two for DeAndre Ayton. He should be fouled out. By the way, so that I have not heard discussed. If DeAndre Ayton fouls out, I mean, do you know who their backup center is? Frank Comiskey, right? I mean, pretty much, right? Who, you know, who you could tell they certainly didn't want to play in this series based on uh, the way they have substituted. I mean, their backup center is actually, and I know this sounds weird to say it, is Torrey Craig. Is and is Torrey okay? Torrey Craig is, I mean, he's listed day-to-day. I would be surprised if he plays, but, I mean, you're talking about six seven two twenty one, 221, like two-guard Torrey Craig, who's their backup center. And, you know, because Dario Saric is out. Yep. And you're talking about Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, and what I think people, you know, the Bucks. You think about it. They're like, yeah, but we dominated game one in the paint in first quarter. We up twenty to zero, but we are still not even up big because the three pointers. For oh, Phoenix. they were lighting it up. So the question is. Can the Phoenix Suns take that on the road or do the Bucs have to just still dominate in the paint, get those mouths in the house and dominate? Because Phoenix will not have the size to match Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Bobby Portis, the size of the Bucks, and the offensive skill of the three guys I just mentioned.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I there it is, Craig. That's, that's how I feel. I don't. I don't want to believe that they'll be able to travel and shoot that well, and that's why I think the Bucks will be okay at home.
2: Abdel Nader, who I think might be like six five, like he plays bigger, but I don't know. I think he's six five. He's going to be their backup center today if Tory Craig can't go. You know, that's who they're going to want on the court, and he got some minutes in the. Uh, he just back from injury in the Western uh, Conference Finals. But that is a huge size disparity. So the question is, can you rotate? And I think at home you can. I think Bobby Portis will make a, an aggressive steal where he slaps the ball away. He might not have the best feet always to stay with a point guard, but he, at home, seems to be able to make the defensive plays. The Bobby chance will be going. I mean, this is going to be—I'm glad it's a night game. We talked about this in the last series. Sunday you could have either a 2.30 game Or you could have a a night game. I'm glad it's a night game. I think this, you know, I don't care if people have work tomorrow. I think the uh, Pfizer form will be rocking. And people know this team was down 2-0 against Brooklyn. This series is far from over. We'll talk more about it as we continue. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin.
1: You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmesey on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It took three
2: match points and coming back from down a set, but Novak Djokovic has won Wimbledon. The dominant player in men's tennis, who has been number one for a record 326, I believe it is, consecutive weeks, 228 consecutive weeks, now wins his 20th Grand Slam, his sixth Wimbledon, his 20th overall Grand Slam, tying him which is just bizarre, with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal at the top of the list. So we are in an era where three men have each won 20 Grand Slams. How is that pop- I mean, 60 years worth of Grand Slams. That's every Grand Slam for 15 years. And all of them are active. Like, is that a- I don't even know if mm. the math adds up on that, does it?
0: No, I, I don't know. I just, he, to me, he would have more if he wasn't so, mm. Yeah, Anytime he gets injured or or he's down sometimes, he's better now, but when he was younger, he would get, you know, he would get down all of a sudden he had an injury and he would quit. How many tournaments he's quit in, I just can't get behind him. But he's one of the greatest of all time and going to end up having the most.
2: From 2008 to 2021, in those 13 years, he's now won 20 Grand Slams. Nadal 20 from 05 to 2020 Roger Federer um, has won 20 from 03 to 2018 where he won his last Federer leads in Wimbledon's eight to now six for Djokovic and uh, two for Nadal and uh, Nadal has the most of any single one which is his 13 uh, Wimbledon uh, 13 French French. that's ridiculous. Where you don't want to run into him. By the way, I, I just clicked. Wikipedia has already updated it, like in the time since I just hit refresh, to now having them all with twenty, which is just absolutely incredible. So, uh, <laughs> Novak Djokovic wins as the one seed and as the dominant uh, number one player in the world. He has also not lost a match this year. I don't believe. Um, in, how how old is he? Thirty four, thirty five. Um, I'll call it. I would call it younger than that. Let's oh, see. Okay. He is born in eighty seven. So thirty three. So he just turned thirty four. He just turned thirty-four.
0: And and Rafa and oh Rafi's only what a year older than him then or something like that, or two years older than him. He's not as
2: Yeah, Nadal is thirty five, uh, born June third, so basically exactly like a year older. And then
0: and what's Petter his face like is like forty now.
2: He's thirty nine. He'll be uh next month he'll turn forty.
0: Wow, these guys are incredible.
2: Yeah, three dominant players. It's, it's weird. It's kind of a golden age of tennis. No U.S. player I think hurts it. No, mm. like, angry hatred rivalry, like, you know, all that I think hurts it. But um, it's uh, definitely worth noting, definitely worth a, uh, a quick Sunday karma note that, uh, that Novak Djokovic has won his 20th uh, Grand Slam. Of all time, tying Nadal and Federer at the top of that list. Why are the U.S.
0: men, why have they been so terrible for the last 20 years? Um,
2: Cause, well, probably, the women cause are amazing. I, I never lived up to my expectations. And, you know, I think I was probably going to be the next one. And when I didn't, I think that's uh, when everything fell apart. Yeah, you should have been in the weight room more. Yep. I think that's what it was. It wasn't the uh, height or size or the no, fact that not know, in tennis? I yeah, could have, I could have been there. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's look at uh, at this Bucks uh, series. So we have a two game to none deficit, and we have a team in Phoenix who is starting to uh, get beat up a little bit, right? You know, not the core players, but as you come on the road now, Kyle, what is your? Do you think we're two two? You think we're 3-1 going back to Phoenix? Oh, man. Greg, I, I... Wow, you think 3-1? No, no, no. I You think I, 4-0? No, you think I, sons I, stop. Okay. Sons
0: four? Let's just calm down here. I believe that it can be 2-2. But again, I have to see what happens tonight in the sense oh, of how the, Bucks oh, lead, yeah. how the Bucs play. I mean, if the Bucks play how I expect them to play. I expect it to be 2-2. But we're down, and I should be nervous. I should have a little bit of panic in me because of the fact that we're down 0-2. You're, ne- you're never in a good situation when you're down 0-2. You don't feel good. You're not supposed to feel good.
2: No, but um, we've seen, you know, I, I when the Cavs were down 2 nothing against Golden State a few years back, it was like this team had won 70 games. Like this is an unbeatable, you know, Golden State Warriors team that the Cavs ended up coming back not only from down 2 nothing against, but 3-1 against in, you know, a pretty much unbeatable team. And Draymond Green, you know, was suspended from one of those games. But that's not who this Phoenix Suns team is. This Phoenix Suns team has been the better team through two games on their home court. But I think, you know, the Bucks, we expect to come out and play a different game and have certain shots go in that we didn't see go in. I don't think we're expecting Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday to go 12 of 37 today.
0: No, I expect them to be cooking today. I, and that's why I, f- I feel like, again, if the Bucks, if Chris and Drew just do what they are supposed to do and what they have always done throughout their career when it comes to being great scorers, great defenders, great players, as Drew being a great defender, exceptional We'll be fine. We'll be totally fine. It's just, I I don't, I have no idea what to, exp- like, I don't know. Craig, is it okay? Cam Johnson
2: and Cameron Payne were the two guys who played double-digit minutes uh, last game because Torrey Craig got hurt after only playing eight minutes. And Johnson played well. So, and Cam Johnson can play. And, yeah. And Payne has played well throughout the series, but they're both smaller guys, right? So there's not anyone of size who has any feel for this series coming in off the bench on the road for the Phoenix Suns. So you mentioned it. I think a really interesting thing in this series is if you can get DeAndre Aiton to have to defend and to pick up a few fouls, I don't know where Phoenix goes. Now the question is, do you worry at that point that they go small and then you can't, you know, it's, it's harder to defend them. Without any big men, or do you take your chances if you can get DeAndre Ayton in a foul trouble?
0: I mean, if at that point if you have to rotate Giannis to the five, I'm I think I'm okay with that because again they cannot. Giannis seems that he was feeling better or more confident in his leg. I think there was less times where I don't remember if it, where there's less times where he fell to the ground and touched his leg on. Um, was that thursday night
2: i don't know but, it seemed like there were a lot cuz he was getting fouled well, a lot I, in that I just remember one quarter. of those games you know, <laughs> getting he was getting fouled a lot in the third quarter and going to the ground you know in route to taking 18 free throws in game in game 2 11 of 18 from the line
0: he he can't be stopped down low he can't. So even if you put Giannis at the five and Aiden's out and they go smaller, they still have no answer for Giannis down low. So keep feeding them. Get Giannis do what Giannis does, and that's dominating the paint.
2: The Bucks were plus three in the 40 minutes that Giannis played in that game. So the eight minutes that Giannis did not play, they lost by thirteen points.
0: Now imagine if Giannis. What did Giannis do? He, you said he had eighteen free throws. What he make? Eight of yep. them. Uh, eleven. Uh, no, ele- he made eleven. He made eleven. Of 11? Okay. So imagine if. I mean, I guess if Giannis makes a couple more free throws, or are a better yeah. position. But that, if he those makes those thirteen turn, or fourteen out of
2: eighteen.
0: Well, I mean, not, that's expecting way too much out of Giannis.
2: I think thirteen out of eighteen is about you know kind of seasonish average, right? Isn't that? What's 13 out of 18? Let's, let's go to the math. He uh, shot
0: 50-something or 60-something during the season.
2: So thir- let's see. So 13 out of 18 would have been 72%. Yeah, he wasn't a
0: 72% free throw. Shooter, he was, was he? over the
2: last four months of the season. Oh, okay. there you go. The
0: data. Look at
1: that. I love it.
2: I'm saying like, you know, I mean, and that it was true. If you look at it month by month, and, and that's why it's really interesting to look at Giannis's free throws. So he was 62% in December. He was 58% in January. He was seventy five percent in february seventy six percent in march then down to sixty nine and a half percent in april
0: and and he's soon in that so that high sixties in the playoffs two, right now right seventy
2: two point two is is really like what that average was uh you know when we're looking at that and you know the postseason has uh you know has plummeted down you know to into fifties oh whew. you know and that's that's a difference right i mean his postseason— uh, this year, fifty-five percent in seventeen postseason games, down from sixty-eight and a half where he finished the regular season. That's abysmal. Yeah. So, but I think, and and what do we got at eleven of eighteen? What do we think that 66?
0: Uh, th- that? Sixty-five, sixty-six. Eleven of 18,
2: 61.
0: Oh, sheesh! So yeah. So, <laughs> so, you, so, so he should pretty act, much right 12, in 13, between yeah. his
2: regular season and his postseason. Again, you fi- you hope getting him at home and all that. I mean, if he can get to the line that many times, you know that he's getting people in foul trouble, right? Which is, we said, with a very thinned-out team, whether you're getting Jay Crowder in foul trouble, who we know his importance to the Suns, yep. or DeAndre Ayton. Either way, it's impactful. One segment for us to go. Game three right here on ESPN Radio tonight. Uh, also in Milwaukee, you can hear it as well on WTMJ. Big things coming. We'll close it out as we continue. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin.
1: This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his Picks of the Week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the Week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.
2: And you need to pick up those Palermo's Neighborhood Pizzeria pizzas because you could receive a limited edition Bango collectible figurine with Bango sporting one of five past and present Bucks jerseys. Simply buy Palermo's Neighborhood Pizza, redeem your box codes online, and collect them all. Supplies are limited, so head to your local Wisconsin grocery store today. That's Palermo's Pizza and the Milwaukee Bucks. Teaming up for an exclusive offer just for you, Bangos Jersey Collection. I actually want one of those.
0: I see it when I go to the store, and it's on the box. Yeah, I gotta like, I gotta go in and like mail it in or something.
2: Yeah, so you, I think you just scan it. They I, got the internet now, so you don't need to mail it. I don't. want You t- scan your box codes.
0: I don't want to expose myself that I can't use QR codes on my phone.
2: Come on. oh uh, yeah. Why don't you just I have a QR code That I can do
0: for like People's Phone numbers and stuff But I'm like What is this Are you thinking
2: about Making the jump
0: no, it's not the fact that I have Are a, you
2: thinking about making the jump? No. Are you thinking about making the jump to an iPhone? Just Androids, you
0: can do it on Androids. It's just I have the low-grade phone. My phone bought was over bought two years ago and only cost $130. I'm just asking, are you thinking about it? No. A
2: little bit? Back no. your oh. mind? No, no like not if, at all. Like if it was your birthday and like someone's like, hey, should nope. I get you a phone?
0: Nope. I would say, don't you give me an iPhone.
2: What if someone gave you an iPhone for free?
0: I would trade it in and get the money from it and keep my phone. No, I would tell them, no, thank you. I don't want an iPhone. I, I'm not a bad sheep. I don't you got it back.
2: Yeah, I got it. But so are you so even if it was free you would not have it. I don't want an iPhone. Just cuz you don't cuz other people have it. No, because
0: iPhone people are sheep. They think that their phone is just this incredible thing when really they play y'all. Guess what? The iPhone won't have a charging piece on it now. You won't be able to plug your phone in to charge on the new iPhone coming out. All wireless charging. Can't no I have a headphone jack. They just they just keep robbing people. Okay?
2: There you have it. Uh, brought to you by Palermo's and not Apple sponsoring our Palermo's picks. Our Palermo's picks are brought to you by not Apple. Who Kyle reminds you don't buy an Apple phone because if you do, you're a sheep. Now, if they did sponsor, us, that's a whole other story. I like mean, if they were a sponsor of Sunday Carmen, want oh, to hook you up the phone? Hey, I'm, I'm jumping on. Hey, iPhone me, baby, because you know. But you know who. Uh, Who all the bucks people are rolling with now, right? Motorola! Yep, they're rolling with their Motorola phones, which I used for like five, six years. I used Motorola phones forever. That phone is
0: nice. It's got the little flip, and I like it.
2: Motorola phones are great. I just, uh, my daughter had the iPad and I had to FaceTime with her and it's just, uh, you know. All right. On to our Palermo's pick. So uh, it is obvious that we will be talking about the Home Run Derby. No, we're not going to talk about the Home Run Derby. We are going to talk about the Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. But by the way, will you watch the Home Run Derby? Yeah,
0: I'll watch it if I remember. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah. I had a promo here.
2: Yeah, so you're not like revolving your night around. Are you more of a Home Run Derby or All-Star Game, if you had to pick one or the other? I'll,
0: now I'll watch the All-Star Game, especially since the Brewers have, what, three pitchers five? in there? Well, there five now? Oh, five, cause, oh no, we, I think there's four pitchers and then, or oh, there are five pitchers. I thought there was, because you have Josh, you have Freddie, you have um, you have Corbin, you have Woodruff, and who's their fifth? Yeah, they,
2: um, Narvaez? Oh, Omar Narvaez made it? I don't know. okay, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I just saw a tweet saying they had five. I gotta be honest, here we go. Uh Let's see. While uh, you're looking. Yeah, I'm not even gonna bother looking. I'll, I'll find uh, it, but how about the fact that you have a con? we have
0: a contest going and Willie Adamas says nobody got to select him. And he may be the best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. All right. So that is exactly why the point is we are not talking about the All Star game right now. We are talking about Bucks and Suns game three and then into game four. Uh, Kyle, who leads the Bucks in scoring in game three tonight? Five serve forum.
0: It's only one man and one man only, and this is an easy one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Really? Yeah, Giannis. Oh, Giannis. Giannis is gonna eat. He's not playing no games.
2: With so them. you, so you think this is that? You think it's one of those like, hey, Giannis saw what was there in Game Three. You don't think it's like, hey, now we're home. Now the offense is gonna run a lot through Chris, and Chris is gonna really get going. You think there's that big an advantage inside and with the matchup of Giannis uh, with the Suns?
0: I expect Gianni to, Giannis to have 30-plus. I expect uh, Drew and Chris to have 25-plus. I just expect Giannis to have more because Giannis is going to But feast.
2: remember what you're saying there, like with that many points, and I get that the Bucks can score over 120 because they averaged it this year, but you're then basically saying that the role players aren't going to score a lot. And I think we've seen... Bobby Portis at home in double digits. We saw Pat Connaughton even on the road in double digits. And you even said Brooke Lopez needs 12 shots. So if you're getting 80 points from those three guys, I mean, you have the Bucs scoring 150. We got to do something, Craig. And I believe
0: that Giannis and everybody stepping up. I'm sticking with Giannis, and I believe everybody else will play well. Right. Giannis is going to lead to have been scoring.
2: Giannis in the regular season in 36 and a half minutes. Do you know how many points he averaged against Phoenix?
0: Well, he got hurt, too. Uh, I would say probably 28, 29.
2: 40. Oh, my God. So he averaged 40 against against the Phoenix Suns. Lost them both by one point, right? But, you know, Giannis uh, averaged 40 points a game against Phoenix, which was the most he averaged against any team this year in the NBA. So now you got him healthier, you would expect, in game two than game one, and you saw him go for over that number. So... Game three, you gotta assume though that wall's gonna be out. And I think this is where you almost have to say this has gotta be Giannis's triple double game.
0: Okay, listen. Craig, see, to
2: me, to me this is Chris Middleton cooking and Giannis's triple-double game. That's I, that's what I see this I,
0: as. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll take that. Any any result, I don't care whether I'm right or you're right. Only thing I care about is that W and us playing win-win-win-win after the game and me being excited coming I, to work tomorrow.
2: I agree, but so you you're saying when we look back if the Bucks win, you're saying it's a a Giannis dominant scoring performance and I'm saying I think it's more likely a Giannis all-around triple double type performance, you know, getting up at least eight eight nine assists if if the uh if the Bucks are gonna uh play the game that uh that I hope they play today. That
0: would be beautiful basketball. Your yeah. way would be very I beautiful. I
2: right because we saw in some of those games, especially without Giannis, we saw Chris and Drew both, you know, in triple double kind of territory. But I think, you know, with the advantage Giannis has and the way he is he's shown to play through uh through the first two games of these playoffs, you know he's got to be deeply involved, and uh, that's It's uh, my uh, Palermo's pick. Giannis triple double, Bucks. I want to say Bucks in six, but come on, baby, Bucks this, in six.
0: Let's get it. Come on, we win in the next the series,
2: four. We win in the next four, Craig. Let's go. I'm hyped. I bought my I bought my ticket array for Game Seven. Um, <laughs> So is it Bucks and Six or Bucks and Seven? got to buy it just in case you want to
0: fly down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So Bucks and Six? Bucks and Six. That money will
0: go towards next season.
2: It's for the culture. For the culture, baby. Let's go. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for being a part of it today. You know we always tell you to uh, stay healthy, stay together, so that we can survive today and thrive tomorrow. And don't settle. Oh, Bucks, don't settle go to the paint right don't settle for uh don't settle for uh, shots early in the shot clock that you could get later with more touches more people involved in the action you have been listening to sunday karma espn wisconsin enjoy game 3 of the nba finals tonight kyle send us out
1: peace you got one love you so. come on baby let it This is ESPN Wisconsin and ESPNWisconsin.com.